0: Welcome to Plant-Based DFW with Dr. Riz and Maya.
1: I'm sitting with Nature's Plate with Annette Baker and Mary Ann Latko at their uh, Preston and Forest Lane location and uh, hi ladies, how are you?
2: Hi, we're great and thank you for coming and visiting us. Thank
1: you. I've been uh, wanting, I've actually been interested in sitting down with you guys and talking about your business for a while because you're like the happening thing right now. <laughs> you're about to open a third location, a third store. Yep. You just um, sponsored a movie, and we can talk about that. I know you sponsored last year, What the Hell? Yes. We can cover that as well. So, um, no so much happening with you guys that I thought it'd be nice to kind of uh, sit down with you and then kind of feature what you're doing in Dallas. So, um, thank you. So, yes. thank you for having me and your location as well. So who is nature's plate or what what is nature's plate
2: so in a nutshell plant-based meals to go Um, we are interested in helping people to eat more plants that's our informal mission it's everything that we do is about helping people eat more plants Um, it's whole plant foods so healthy foods um, basically for making it convenient and accessible
1: Uh uh-huh very nice and you're now your your first location was uh what is that center called it's
0: lake highland so it's at um the north lake shopping center at the corner of ferndale and northwest highway right
1: okay that's the store that the first store that i went to and then you opened up this second location this year in the summer was it yes
2: in may and yes the original location has our kitchen also so originally we operated just um Doing meal prep and delivery out of a shared commercial kitchen, and then we opened our own kitchen, which is the one on Northwest Highway. Yes. And it has the retail store um, with it. Mm-hmm. And then this location opened in May, and then the third location will be in Plano at Preston Road and One Twenty One. We're um, looking at January to Very open nice. that location.
1: I like the. Um, I read on your on your website, but I think you've also shared it in person that your friends were actually the ones that sort of motivated you to get started with this program that you yeah, have. Yeah,
0: so um, Annette and I had been doing our own meal prep. We didn't call it that at that time because that wasn't really a term, but we would both cook food on Sundays, and we would exchange food with each other. At a couple of different times, different people from my office took took part in that too, so that we'd all have different things to eat throughout the week. Um, Annette had young kids at that point in time, and we were both working full-time, so it really helped us to have healthy food to eat. And one of the people in my office said, "Well, I want to be a part of your little food exchange, but I don't want to cook. So if I pay you, will you cook for me?" And I had just had a baby, and I said, "No, I don't. I can't cook any more food." Um, and I mentioned it to Annette, and Annette said, "Well, I'll do it. That sounds like that might be kind of fun because um, her her kids at that point were getting older, and um, so that's how it all started." <laughs>
1: That is amazing, and how did you move forward to an actual brick-and-mortar story? Like, how did that happen?
2: So, it was a multi-stage process, and I won't bore you with all of the <laughs> detail, but, I mean, for a long time prior to that, um, while Marianne and I had both been eating plant-based, we had talked about, you know, wanting to do something f- with our careers that we felt was important and that was that's what we were most passionate about in our lives was how nutrition impacts overall health and just the state of our society from a nutrition perspective. And we played around with ideas from going back to school to become dietitians to just, you know, where where could we have an impact? And also what could we make work with our lives? So when this whole thing came about with um, Mary coworker and friend it just put that seed in our minds that and we were very naive and thought that this wouldn't be any big (laughs) deal to do and at first it, it really wasn't I mean I would make a few extra meals every Sunday and then we would deliver them and so but we both have a business background and we worked in the corporate world and specifically in different roles in business for over 20 years so we knew what it would take to start a business but we didn't really understand what it would take to start this business and just the, what it would take to grow it either but we got started and it kind it evolved over the next few years. Um, we both worked in it part-time for a few years and then I transitioned into it full-time. We, um, for one thing, saved a lot of money while we were working full time to prepare ourselves to do this and educated ourselves about nutrition, educated ourselves about commercial cooking because it is very different from cooking in your own kitchen at home because of the quantities and also just the processes and the rules and that kind of thing. And um, so, and then just prepared ourselves to make that change. And then for a while um, we cooked commercially, but then just delivered meals to people's homes and but we knew that we wanted to have our own kitchen for a lot of different reasons to be able to grow and reach more people and also just to be able to have a completely plant-based kitchen where we had um, that we could do cooking classes and just where we could grow the business so um, we ended up finding a small space that is now um, the biggest now part of the lake Highlands location on northwest highway where we could build our own kitchen with the retail and opened that in August of 2015, and then learned a lot during the first year that (laughs) that location was open, yes. Um, A lot about um, the operational processes and marketing and just, and the the market is is evolving all the time, so it's just, it's been an amazing experience and we've gotten so much support from the community and from people like you and just Mm -hmm. the excitement around it at this point is is amazing. Not just, not about nature's plate, but just about plant-based eating yes. in general in Dallas. Yeah. So that was a very long answer. But no, anyway.
1: that's actually a good insight uh, because we were wondering a couple of things was um, when we were discussing this, uh, Riz and I, your main kitchen then is that location, the Lake Highlands. Yes. So that's for, even for this store, Okay. it is
2: and we're expanding it right now it's um
1: you're opening it you're taking over the neck the suite next door i think and so that will allow us to open
2: additional retail stores we're really cramped in our current space right now especially for storage um it takes plant-based food and also meal prep is but especially with um, plant-based whole food is different from and You can't really look at the models for what people do with other types of food or other Mm -hmm. um, cuisines or other types of food businesses. It takes, especially with um, the variety of things that are on our menu and the fact that we do baking and cooking and um, have so many different items on the menu, seasonal and otherwise, it takes a lot of storage space just for the ingredients. And then it also takes um, a lot of storage for all the tools that we use and for the prepared meals. So we're kind of bursting at the seams over there right now, but that's about to get resolved.
1: That is amazing. I've walked in one of those days. I don't know if it's a Friday or a Saturday.
2: That's, those are both really busy My days. goodness, when everybody's <laughs> in the
1: kitchen cooking and preparing. And I sometimes go in for a smoothie or I grab an already prepared meal, and I'm just like, wow. Sometimes I wish you had a little place where I could just sit down and get something yes. already yeah. to freshly made food, Yes, but it, I find it so convenient when even myself, I enjoy cooking at home and I mainly eat at home, but, you know, home uh, prep meals. But when I'm traveling, when I'm tired, when I just have too much on my plate to cook, I like that I can just stop by. and Because that's kind of like why people default to fast food, yes. is that they just don't have the time to prepare food. So to go in and know that your your food is actually clean, it do, it's. Uh, I don't think, do you use any oil or, we or do very little?
2: We do, very little. So we're transitioning to more and more no added oil. Um, we're about half and half right now, but the items that have oil have always been, for one thing, much smaller quantities than you would normally find in commercially prepared foods yes. and carefully measured, which does not normally happen in a commercial environment. I mean, okay. in a restaurant, they just pour oil. Into it. <laughs> and
0: what's funny is that even my daughter, she always talks about this. If we're watching like a cooking show and they always say, okay, put a little bit of oil in there. She's like, oh my goodness, <laughs> look at all that oil they're pouring in there. It always makes me laugh because her perception is just so different um, because I'm always talking about how oil is bad. But anyway,
1: that's fascinating because you've taught her already then, yeah. to be very aware of how much oil t- you use at home. Yes it's I there was a time when I was replicating some of my favorite uh, recipes from restaurants and other places this is before I went plant-based and I mean the amount of oil and, and butter and cream and all of that yes. was incredible it's like it's only when you realize what the actual ingredients are in the restaurants that you actually um, you're in other words if you're if you don't see the exact measurements you're you're never really aware of what you're taking in in a restaurant
0: yes and absolutely so,
1: um, I'm also curious about your your store, like for people who have never gone, what are some of your more popular items that people enjoy purchasing?
0: So there's different, um, it, it probably across the board, the things that are the most popular are the very um, just kind of staples. Like, like familiar like Familiar items. things like shepherd's pie. People love the shepherd's <laughs> pie, which is basically, you know, lentils and, and seasonings and vegetables with mashed potatoes on top, and then we bake it, and then the veggie mac, which is, kind of like mac and cheese but it's got vegetables and it's got a really healthy sauce on it and then all of our Tex-Mex. Anything that we do that's Tex-Mex mm-hmm. those are big sellers. We make three kinds of enchiladas. All of them are good sellers. We make tacos, um, the Tex-Mex bowl, all of those yes. every time they're we on the menu. have a burrito menu.
2: bowl for breakfast. It's yeah. <laughs> a, people love Tex-Mex and it is it's easy to make it taste familiar and still be really healthy and plant-based because yeah. it. Corn tortillas and beans and lots of vegetables work really well in with Tex-Mex spices and just that whole thing. And we can we have um, our own house-made sour cream that we do and some other sauces like a lime cilantro sauce, and that is relatively easy too.
1: And I saw recently, um, I don't know if it was on Facebook or Instagram, that uh, we both kind of responded to a post about Jess Egg
2: yes yes product
1: I'm curious to know what you think about it and have you used it it's not really available right now in a lot of stores yet
2: we have not used it so it has um, I'm trying to so the ingredients are in just I'm trying to remember exactly what's in it and what I had commented on there it um, it does have we normally do not use like processed ingredients like that and things mm-hmm. that come out of a bottle or a jar. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious personally to try it and see what it's <laughs> like. Um, you know, it's. It, I think that I'm happy that those products are coming out on the market. First of all, I, I think they are very useful either for people who are transitioning or for people who miss those flavors. It um, it's interesting because Marianne and I have both been vegan, but whole foods plant-based for, vegan for a long time, whole foods plant-based for part of that time for a long time and have kind of lost our taste for some, for animal products. With that said, we have to be really careful about, um, and my husband develops a lot of our recipes, but we also have he and other people within our business who taste a lot of our food because they have eaten, and they either still eat animal products or they've eaten them more recently and haven't lost their taste for it. Um, so I'm excited about those things coming out on the market, but I'm, we, probably, we probably will not use them in nature's plate cooking, just right. because we prefer to stick to ingredients that are very that are in their natural state.
0: Yes. or as close to their natural state as possible yeah and
1: that's exactly why i love you guys i mean it's just a wonderful option and i have had your burrito-like breakfast oh um, cool uh i think i had the bowl and i had the uh you have two types of burritos i think oh, a we scrambled have breakfast I mean,
2: tacos Or tacos, too. It's, yes. uh, we have like um, the tex-mex scramble which is tofu and then we have a black bean and quinoa and a picadillo potato so there's actually three yes. um, the, pica- the potato one doesn't have oil because it's the newest, so that mm. may be the one, but.
0: Pretty much mm. anything that we're adding, even from a baked goods standpoint, I'm trying really hard to, I, we're not adding anything with oil. I mean, I haven't added any and, any cookies that I've come up with. And we didn't
2: talk about cookies when we were talking about best sellers. Um, Marianne does our recipe development from a baking perspective, and those are definitely popular. <laughs> I <laughs>
0: have had the cookies, I but, must admit. <laughs> and they are, we're now at about, more than half of our baked goods are oil-free um, wow. anyway so that's really exciting That's right.
1: so how did you come about um, the name nature's plate it's such a beautiful name
2: well thank you um, Mark my husband actually <laughs> came up with that too um, we were at the time it was when I was starting to do it part-time and I was very narrowly focused on just the meal prep and lunches to take to work and if I had named the business it would have had something to do with that and um he came up with nature's plate and you there was another name that you came up with the whole plate I think anyway we love it though we think that it's grown very well with us Mm -hmm. and we're it we think it describes what we do really well
1: yes it does and okay so I'm interested in also how I might have asked you when you did the screening of the recent movie running for good but so you became was there anything that influenced you guys in terms of becoming vegan
2: yes so um so Marianne went vegetarian first so I'm gonna let her start talking and then I'll talk about what the vegan influence
0: I went vegetarian when I think I was 21 and Honestly, I mean it was partially health driven, like that um, there was a lot, I mean I knew red meat was bad for me, I didn't, and so I was eating a lot of turkey and things like that, then I heard about somebody else being vegetarian and I thought well that sounds kind of cool you know <laughs> I was, seriously that is I thought that sounds kind of cool I think I want to be vegetarian too so I did I stopped eating all meat and then I think I had it once after I hadn't eaten it for a couple of months and it made me feel terrible so I was like okay I'm just going to be vegetarian from now on and that was it was I don't know four or five years later when so and I that started trying to do the same thing.
2: I was cu- I cut back similar to what you had mentioned. I cut mm-hmm. out red meat and pork and I felt better doing that. And that was definitely health motivated. And then I decided to stop eating all meat and um, and be vegetarian. And then at the time my kids were really young, like one and three or two and four. And so I was faced with feeding them and trying not to have to cook meat. So I was researching you know, like how to cook healthy vegetarian meals and just looking for recipes in the very early days of the internet. Like there wasn't, (laughs) there was certainly no social media. Um, So this was in like the mid nineties, so mid to late nineties. So I was looking at the, there were a couple of websites. Um, PETA's website was definitely up at the time, but theirs was really more focused on um, like animal abuse and that type of thing, then versus recipes. At that point, I ended up the Vegetarian Resource Group, and then there was a website. It was WhyVegan.com at the time, and it's probably still up. But those two websites had a lot of recipes, but then they also had a lot of information about like the uh, about factory farming and about the environmental impacts of mm-hmm. eating animal products, not just meat. And that really made me think a lot about it when. And so I decided I was going to give up dairy and eggs, primarily for ethical reasons. And then I talked to Marianne about it, and she
0: well, and did. I watched that, read those same websites, you know, watched the videos, and I was like, okay, I'm in. You know, that's that's terrible. We can't support that.
2: So we, at that point, there wasn't. I it was definitely not for health reasons at that point, but once we started down that road and figured out how to eat that way and at that point you definitely had to cook for yourself i mean there wasn't you really it and nobody really knew what vegan meant like at least in texas i mean you could go you really had to watch the menus and make sure what you were eating Um, but then it evolved from that point forward and we moved more towards whole food plant-based for health reasons um, over the Years following and as
0: that. At, and uh, that was even more impacted by as we got more and we both started. I started running in my late twenties, and Annette started shortly thereafter. We, there's a theme here; like we <laughs> we do everything together. Um, One of us all started, <laughs> and then the other, other person jumps on board. It's like, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to do that too. Um, and as we were, you know, getting into our upper thirties and then into our forties and getting really into running, I mean, Annette qualified for Boston when she was what. 46. 46 anyway um, <laughs> wow. reading about, about just recovery and how to be able to keep running as we got older and um, started kind of having some injuries and things like that that really probably led us more to the whole food plant base than anything mm-hmm. else reading like Brendan Brazier and different people who it's like oh well you don't you know if you fuel your body with whole foods, then you're going to recover faster. So that's kind of what got us there.
1: That is impressive. I, I sort of went the other way. I started with the health first, and in terms of embracing plant-based nutrition for health, and then I've moved backwards in, in terms of understanding the impact on the environment and animals. So, um, but I, I I find that it's good to sort of be well-rounded in all of that information. Yes, yes. I don't know.
0: It's I, it's such a positive there's just there is nothing bad about it it's absolutely the best way that you can eat for yourself and for the planet and for the animals there's just it's it's such a wonderful thing there's no
2: there's nothing bad about it
1: yeah i agree and so also nature's plate then you guys uh sponsor movies and do things like that where you try to get the community to come out and and watch uh, these films do you want to talk about that
2: sure i mean so um What the Health last year, um, actually uh, someone else in the community first um, wanted to bring that to Dallas and we decided to jump on board and help make it happen by sponsoring and buying up some of the tickets and trying to help promote it because we had more social media reach and that kind of thing. And it was, What the Health was an important film. I, I don't agree with all of the tactics that were used in it and the way that it was presented, but it had a lot it got a lot of attention and it is the message in it is the right message it um, about the reasons to eat plant-based and the health benefits and it so i don't in the end i think it was a really we wanted to make sure that as many people saw it as possible and really the bigger reason for sponsoring events like that whether they are And any community events, like especially where plant based doctors like Dr. Riz are present and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, is to help get the community together because and to help educate people and just strengthen that resolve around eating plant based. I think because. We may all know how wonderful it is, but our society as a whole is not there. And it really helps for individuals who are considering it or eating partially plant-based or completely plant-based to be able to connect with other people who are doing it successfully and get their questions answered. And those films, they're two very different films, Running for Good and What the Health, but what they have in common is that they confirm for people that that we're doing the right thing. I mean, they make us feel good. It um, And it just, it helps to see the community that we're all part of and that right. we're all interested in those same important issues. Yeah. As we, at the people at this table, I should probably speak for myself, but get older. And um, the, it, uh, the patterns in our society are mm-hmm. such that most people, as they get into their 40s and 50s and 60s, are having to slow way down and not pursue ath- athletics or not even be physically active, and it is very encouraging what you're what we're able to do on a plant-based diet. And I I was not athletic when I was in high school or college or in my twenties. It it was I was 35 before I started running, and it. Um, It is very encouraging what a plant-based diet will help you do as you age. And that was one of our inspirations for Nature's Plate is just watching um, so many of our peers were having to start medication and just slow down and have it impact their lifestyle. And it's, that's not, you know, people, I don't necessarily want to live till I'm 100. I mean, that would be awesome, but (laughs) what I do want is as long as I do live whether that's 70 or 80 or 90 or 100 or whatever I want to feel good for that for as much of that time as possible and if and that doesn't necessarily mean being able to run but I want to be physically healthy and not in pain and not on a lot of medication (laughs) with side effects and everything else I
1: hear you and So how are you received when you do the segments uh, in the news? Uh, I've seen a few clips that you go on and you do some presentations or demonstrations of the foods that you prepare. You wanna talk about that?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think it's actually been received really well. We've gone on, we've been on the, the local Fox affiliate now, I think five times. And everybody there is really nice and really receptive and they ask, really good questions about the food, like when we did our chocolate pudding, um, that there's sweet potatoes in it, and we talked about that and the reasons why they're in there. I mean, um, it's it's been a, just a really positive experience all around. I mean, when it gets posted on their Facebook page, you know, there'll be like one, you know, a couple of comments like, well, why would you ever, you know, why would you I ever want to eat that when you or can or eat meat or something? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's just who cares about that? You know, I mean, it just, um, so we've been really thankful and over the past year to have had those opportunities to get on there and just tell a group of people who may not otherwise even know what plant-based food is to just get to talk about it just a tiny little bit because the focus is definitely on the recipe, but we do get to at least talk a little bit about what it is.
1: That's great. Does, um, has that sort of exposure helped your business as well? Absolutely. It, It has,
2: yeah. I mean, it's, all all of any press coverage or you know documentaries that come out and that kind of thing have helped for sure Um, but really word-of-mouth and social media have helped get the word out more than anything Um, customers referring other people to us we hear that more than anything else so we are very we're definitely thankful for the opportunities to on TV or to do things, but we're even more thankful that our customers help us spread the word. <laughs> right, exactly. Definitely.
1: And so who are your customers? Are, are we talking about families, single people, or just a combination
2: of everyone? Combination, but definitely, um, so first of all, not the majority of the people who eat our meals are not fully vegan. Um, certainly a lot of them are, but but most of them are not they are interested in healthy plant-based options, ways to get more plants into their diet, get more fiber, phytonutrients, just be healthier. And um, many of them transition to either fully plant-based or more plant-based, obviously, as they eat our meals. But whether they're, um, it's a, whether they have families or are single most of them are purchasing our meals to eat at work like a lot of people will buy their meals to take to work for the week or um, sometimes just to have at home when they need to grab something quickly yes. and that kind of thing but that's the most the most frequent yeah. use and snacks for the same reason just to have healthy snacks around when they want to grab something very nice and
1: so you don't you no longer do deliveries right people pick up now
2: you still have your van. We do so we do a couple different things and we try to make it as easy as possible and um, for people to get our meals while we are growing because we can't. People ask us all the time well are you gonna open in Fort Worth? Are you gonna open in Mm -hmm. Southlake? Are you gonna open in South Dallas or just all over the place And we can't be all of those places at one time. So we have a few different things going on. We definitely offer store pickup We also do have delivery that we offer through Postmates for meal plans. So if someone is on a meal, weekly meal plan subscription, they can get it delivered. And then the van, we use it to take food to our different locations, but we also use it to do weekly pop-ups. So right now in Oak Cliff and in Plano, we're there once a week and you can pre-order or start a meal plan and then pick it up at those locations at a specific time.
1: Is Oak Cliff, um, are you, at a market
0: or what is happening? We're at Local Press and Brew which is a really cool coffee shop right on Beckley it's like Mm -hmm. as you're driving down to Spiral Diner you pass right by it (laughs) Um, and yeah it's they have been so nice to let us it's we've been down there now for like two years and they just let us come every Monday night and we park the van in the parking we being my husband um, (laughs) park the van in the parking lot and sit there for I think it's four thirty to 7 and wait for people to come pick up their food so yeah it's it's awesome that is impressive yeah, yeah. and it allows
2: it's, us to reach a completely different geographic area where it would be hard yeah. for people to get up to and be here to pick up their meals Annette's
0: husband does the same thing in Plano on Sunday afternoon it's a shorter time frame because on Sunday it's easier for people to get there um but yeah
1: definitely a family business oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. everyone's not, involved yes so, um, so. Couple of questions uh, that I don't want to forget. Um, are there other events that Nature's Plate is working on with the community? Anything else that you that we might want to share with the audience?
2: Yeah, that's a, a great question. So in January we are restarting cooking classes, which we're very excited about. We we did a few um, a couple years ago and they were well received, but we had to stop them just because we didn't have the bandwidth. Um, But in January, we're doing a sauces and staples class, which is really a good way for people to either do their own meal prep or stock their fridge with things they can eat when they're not eating nature's plate meals. But just to, um, because if you have some basic sauces and some grains and vegetables and beans in your fridge, then it's really easy to put a meal together. So we're doing that on January 22nd. And we're actually, that class is actually more than half full. So we're gonna add another one the week after that. Um, and then we'll, if, if it, we're really excited that it's already more than half full, so we'll probably be adding more. And that's a great way for us to help empower people to eat healthy all the time, whether they're eating our food or not. Um, and then we're also doing um, a nutrition jumpstart in January, which is like a four week intense program to really um, jumpstart healthy eating. And we did a test program with that in October and November with a very small group of people and it went, it went very well, but the idea is that to um, together with Ryan, who's a registered dietitian here in Dallas, um, help people work towards a specific goal and also eat really well and really clean for four weeks straight so that they can truly, experience and feel what that feels like, that they sleep better or lose weight or just feel better and have more energy. And you don't always get that if you just pick up a meal here and there, but if you do it for four weeks straight, you can yes. really feel the
1: benefit. That's like like uh, some of the challenges that I see. Some people do the twenty two day, but the thing is that you have to have a long enough time to see how good you feel. And then if you at least challenge yourself for that amount of time, you most likely will just keep going. Yes, yes. It's like one step at a time, but a big step there. Yeah, so that's great. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about keto diet? Do, uh, how do you guys feel about that? I know that we there's can. a lot of confusion.
2: Yeah, we can. Do you so? the there is a lot of confusion and it's everywhere in media so that is first it it can be frustrating because there's a lot of misinformation out there and the reason that we kind of hesitate to talk about it is because I would prefer that we would let scientists and dietitians and doctors at least doctors who are educated about nutrition talk about things like that because the keto diet was originally designed as a medical, a therapeutic solution to a specific problem. It was designed to help epileptics. Mm -hmm. And the, um, it is a a, a metabolic state that you force your body into that has a therapeutic application, but it is not a a healthy state for the average person to be in. Um, What's happened is that, yeah, and I'm gonna to try to explain this. Our father is um, a um, microbiologist at, the, at UNT Health Science Center and he does um, he's done research throughout his career and we actually interviewed him recently and he talked to him about this. He would explain it a lot better, but I'm gonna try. Um, it, it puts your body into this metabolic state that is not a natural state or, and not a healthy state But what has happened is they found out that a byproduct of that is weight loss. And obesity is certainly an issue in our society. So people are using this alternative metabolic state or the keto diet, it is being called, as a a way to lose weight. And it works, you can lose weight, but it is not a healthy way to be otherwise. It's hard on some of your internal organs and it's also hard to maintain. Um, that's the main thing that our father says about it is it's not meant for the long term. And once you stop doing it, most people gain weight back. Um, and you also, there's, um, even though they talk about the fat loss, um, if you're not eating enough carbohydrate to fuel your brain and your brain does need carbohydrate as fuel, that your body will start taking away from your muscle also. So it's not just fat loss. There's any time that you lose weight really quickly by whatever method it is, there's the danger that you will lose more muscle than fat. And that's not always a, it's not always bad to lose some muscle, especially for people who are very obese, but it it can be a problem, definitely. Mm -hmm
0: the That's other thing he talked a lot about when we were talking to him about this in particular was that there's been no studies, no research done on what a sustained long-term keto diet looks like for people. If you look at the if, if you look at just the and the anecdotal evidence, like just the it, the the types of foods that are being eaten on that diet, they're very bad for heart disease and type two diabetes and all these things. So unfortunately, our culture is so focused on weight and so not focused on health. And that diet is definitely a way to lose weight, but it hasn't been shown to improve anybody's (laughs) health.
2: Mm. (laughs) Other than the incidental short-term side effects of losing weight, which I mean, and he is also very clear that I mean obesity is a health concern in and of itself and so people can see you know lower cholesterol and better blood pressure in the short term when they lose weight on a ketogenic diet because they're losing weight but nobody knows what that means long term yes
1: exactly I think um, you know we're just as shocked a, a lot of times when we see these videos come out and a lot of popular influencers on YouTube are All about trying various diets it's not just the keto but it it, they all the other diets probably lead up to the keto like the latest thing Um, and you know within my own family there are people that demonize carbs and it's the whole lack of understanding or when they're transitioning they just feel like they lack protein Um, so there's a lot of information we just need to keep repeating over and over until people get it I think because the idea that how do you even know if you um, need protein? You know how yeah, do you yes. measure, How do you physically yeah. know that you know, that you need protein? Most likely you're not getting in enough of the healthy carbs, like enough right. of the sweet potatoes or whatever it is that your body needs. But it, so we're always surprised. But I guess it's just the constant kind of maybe repeating it over and over and getting the education out that you just need to eat the healthier. Uh, Options. And so we, we were talking earlier about um, How Not to Die. And that book yes. really taught me a lot about book. It taught me about heart disease, diabetes, and what foods contribute to all of that. So there there are a lot of good resources
0: out there. Yes. Definitely.
2: I, I think a lot of that confusion is intentional on the part yes. of people who want to sell supplements or sell medication. Or who, uh, There are a lot of people who can profit from that confusion. So meat
0: and dairy. I mean, yes. the meat and dairy industries both have incredibly powerful lobbies and lots and lots of money. That's
1: right. And that's um, one of the things that I learned on uh, the, through the eCornell course, which yes. you also have done, is you, you learn about policies and basically who's influencing the foods that we see in the schools and all, in a lot of locations, yep. in the restaurants and things like that. Um, Also, you had a Thanksgiving meal kind of holiday uh, plan that I wanted to mention. Are you offering that for December, for Christmas? We do
2: have a holiday menu for December, it's a little bit different, but we have um, some items like main dishes that you can buy by the pan and Mm -hmm. then serve for your family with very easy reheating, as well as a lot of amazing desserts, which are really important to people (laughs) around the December holidays. namely our um, specifically um a couple varieties of cheesecake which are taste really decadent and um cookies um ginger molasses cookies anyway lots of yeah, yeah. we definitely have a holiday menu I, I, we're I not pe- about deprivation we no. want to enjoy our
1: food i saw people posting that your the meals that they purchased from you guys oh. and it's like oh that would have been a great idea we we just never know what we're going to be doing for Thanksgiving because yeah. we tend to travel around that time. But I, I think I'm going to sign up next time. Because, oh, cool. Yeah, I, I saw what, um, like I said, what people were sharing. And so your handle on Instagram is? Nature's Plate. Plate. Nature's yeah. Plate. And then you're also very active. Do you have a, a group on Facebook? We do. We
2: have, it's Nature's Plate Friends and Followers, and we share our, we're not, we will let anybody in it's not like, but it's (laughs) it's the purpose of it is just to be more interactive and and people are more interactive because it's a smaller group and we also tend to share our news there first or kind of put things out there to see what the reaction is and that kind of thing right
1: exactly and then your third location you said opens in january yes okay are you going to have like a grand opening
0: or we will for sure. Yeah, it'll be, yeah. we'll probably, we'll do a soft opening and then a couple of weeks later we'll do a grand opening and yeah, we will announce that for sure. And we'll announce the soft opening too. Um. And then for the uh, course that you
1: said, the one on sauces, since you're starting back your cooking classes, do people sign up to your website
2: or? Yes, just naturesplate.com and you will probably the easiest thing to do is just search cooking class on naturesplate.com but the link is also out there on social media
1: oh interesting i might want to take one of those classes so so you're starting off with that do you have other courses already listed or classes
2: not yet Um, we're probably going to do a second sauces class just because we don't want to put more than 10 people in a class we want everybody to get a lot out of it and really understand what they're doing when the class is over Um, but we've had requests for a lot of different things including Primarily baked goods. We had when we did the classes before. We kind of mm-hmm. left off there, so we'll we'll plan that, and then we'll probably base we'll we'll see what other requests we get. But we have a lot of ideas. We want to do right. classes that people want. Yeah, definitely. Because
1: so, uh-huh. <laughs> for. Um, one of the meetups that I would like for our meetup is uh, to get people to do more of the cooking classes, but I didn't want to be the one teaching. <laughs> like there are a lot of things I enjoy teaching, but I don't know about the cooking part of it. It's just, I have my own way of cooking, and so I I think it'd be fun to be part of a group. In the past, I've taken cooking classes. Back in the day, I learned before, because I stopped eating meat a long time ago, but I, I, I wanted to learn how to cook back then um, for my guests. So I yes. learned to cook meat and pork, even though I wasn't eating the foods. So now, um, obviously I let that go a long time ago, but now I, I'd like to expand a little bit more and make my food more interesting other than the,
2: the oh, basic yeah. way that
1: I always cook. So. We
2: would love to have you in a class, so maybe yeah. we could collaborate on it in some way.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, even if it's just myself attending one of your classes, but I enjoy participating in those kind of things. Cool. So. Is there anything else that um, you would like to share about what's going on with Nature's Plate?
2: I think we covered everything. I mean, we introduce new menu items on a regular basis. I don't have any specifics right now, but um, we are definitely focused on whole food, plant-based, no oil for the future, and I'm sure we'll have some new stuff out in January.
1: Okay. Oh, and. So what do you suggest when people, because um, I know what I say when, when people ask, well, if you don't use soil, what do you use, you know, that's what a, would you suggest?
2: So that's a really good question. Um, so we do a few different things. Uh, you can definitely water or broth saute. There is nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, it does take some adjustment in the cooking technique and there is some adjustment needed in flavor too sometimes you need more seasonings of other kinds mm-hmm. or, le- or less of some ingredients but another thing that we do is um, incorporate nut- sauces that are made with nuts so that there is um, fat in the dish from the nuts or um, coconut milk we do that in some cases yes. and in some dishes this is a trick that people we haven't really talked about but people can do at home is if you're using a can of coconut milk, which is a whole food, it usually separates in the can and the fat will be on the top. So if you're not ready to water or oil saute, if you are going to use a can of coconut milk in your dish, you can take some of that fat off the top and saute in that, and then Mm -hmm. add the rest of the can into your soup it probably works best when you're making a large quantity like we do because a can of coconut milk is a lot of fat and so you're, you would need to make a large pot of soup, but right, that exactly. can work.
1: Okay, well, wonderful. I look forward to seeing what else, you guys are so active now and uh, you're growing so nicely and so I'm very excited for your future and thank you for what you're doing for the community in terms of providing healthy meals and making it easier for us. Thank you. Thank, you, thank you for what you're doing for yes. the community. Thank you. So, You've been listening to Dr. Riz and Maya with Plant-Based DFW.